top shelf fantasy. All right. Sip of sunshine. Little sip of sunshine is what you heard of the crack. Uh, podcast number 221. That was just a little piss sound. <laughs> well, it's a little sip. It makes sense. Sorry, continue. <laughs> we'll continue. All right. Sorry, listener, if you uh, already logged off. But uh, docket, docket, god damn it. Podcast number 221. October 13th, uh, we're watching the Thursday Night Football game right now. A whopping 0-0. The Bears and the Commanders. Horrific. Barn burner. Barn burner, yeah. Uh, there's just stuff at the one. But, um, yeah, I had nice football TV. Yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> but um, it's me, Corey Dows, Craig Penny, Derek Creighton is on tonight. Thanks for joining us, Derek. As always, thanks, boys. Of course. Uh, again, topshelffantasy.com. You can find the start, sit, sleepers, and dart throws article out on there right now. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at topshelffntsy, and TikTok. Yep. Um, how's everyone doing? You guys have a lot of players in the game tonight. I have one player, and that's about it. I have zero. I, I got have nothing one. across the board. No I have teams. one. It's Kmet, because <laughs> I have to play him in desperation. And like oh, who is we it all for? have Higgins? like seven leagues, so that's pretty. Well, pretty I have <laughs> I have Derek Henry, Josh Jacobs, and Robert Woods out, and then T Higgins is probably not going to play, so I had to revert to Cole Komet at tight end and put George Kittle in my flex. Are you playing against me and Red Dogs with that lineup? No, it's the Red uh, Dog Walker. It's <laughs> the it. ah. lineup. So just, just the same. <laughs> you and you were playing against each other in two leagues. Yeah, well, I'm going to beat you in Dynasty. I'm worried about Red Dog Redraft. <laughs> like, right. Me beating you in Dynasty is a <laughs> foregone conclusion. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Your garbage-ass team. But that's my team in Red Dog Redraft. Garbage-ass team. I'm three and two after no two I have starts, 300 right? less points than the top team in, in Red Dog Redraft through five weeks of the season. Everyone so. listening now is like, did they really name their league after a shit beer? Yep. <laughs> that is completely multiple, correct. Multiple leagues. Multiple, <laughs> multiple leagues. leagues. Yeah, it's, not, yeah. It's, it, it's not just one, mind you. There's Gosh. softball leagues fucking call it too. Oh yeah, that's true. And there's our, there's an, softball another league part. Or, or baseball league. You name it. We named it right Any, now. We're not that creative. Anyone under thirty has to still Google that though, because yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. they were yeah, a teenager by the time they put that poison out of circulation. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure that that was even out. Uh, off the shelf by the time that I was legally on the <laughs> right. uh, you're, you're probably right. You're probably right. Um, and then, of course, um, before getting into news, uh, bye weeks finally started. Uh, so if you're an 0 and 5 team and you have some buys, you're per- you're pretty much done. Uh, it's Detroit Lions, Houston Texans, Las Vegas Raiders, the Titans. So you're without Damian Pierce, Swift, Jacobs, and Henry. Some very good running backs to start the season. So uh tough pill to swallow there. But um other than that, not, I mean, AJ a. Brown, Devontae Adams, who would probably can get suspended. We'll get to that at some point, which actually is Amon Ra is the next Sun one. Uh, Amon Ra. That's right. Um, yeah, if, you're, if you're like, Oh, and five at this point, even one and four, you're talking about a 13, maybe 14 regular game season in fantasy. You're flirting with disaster. I mean, like you're lucky to make playoffs with seven losses. So you're you're right on that line. Uh, if you're at that point, one and four, zero oh and five, you need to make moves. Um, I'm one and four in Red Dogs. That's why I've been talking about trades all day with everybody that I can possibly talk to and bug. Like my team is not in a position to win. I have Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, and Robert Woods all on by. If I lose this week, my season's probably over. Like one fluke loss the rest of the way can sink me. So something to think about. I mean, the, there's not that much season left. It feels like there is, but there isn't. For the first time in a while, I have not had to scratch and claw, but for about the last five years, I've had to scratch and claw for wins. No, <laughs> I'm, saying, nice. I'm saying I have been there a lot. And you have yeah. you have five losses. You're literally left with only like two more losses until you're pretty much out of it. Because a seven and seven that was fourteen weeks, a seven and seven team is not cutting it. Yeah. So in the odds you, know, you win you out slide in there, from here, it's our that's that's tough because now you're talking about a team that probably has uh uh you know a tiebreaker 
And right. you probably don't have that much points anyway. So you really need to get, you know, you need to get to eight wins, I think. in order. Which to is why points. you should let me win this week, Craig. If we're friends, <laughs> you guys are going back started. to your matchup. Every single time we talk about something, it's like, well, back to my match with Craig. Craig is projected for 132. I'm projected for 86. <laughs> <laughs> you have no shot. saying there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I need That's a bad. lot of torn ACLs on Craig's team. <laughs> yeah, the meter says he has like 27%. <laughs> it's, it's hammies this year. It's on I'll ACLs. Take, I'll yeah. take any injury to get his players off the field. But yeah, uh, just it's something the thing about like right you like when do you make the call that you need to sell out for wins now is it for a lot of one and four oh and five teams if you're there make moves i just yeah. literally sold D- damian harris for dj Moore, for example is oh, that a did, good you trade for me do that okay i did it i did and, it. like and, and, is that yeah. a good trade for me no like if you look at face value no player versus player but damian harris is out probably for at least two three weeks maybe more DJ Moore is in now. I need to play him. It was between playing him and having an empty spot in my lineup. So and it can't get worse for DJ Moore. Most people right. aren't going to like hearing this, but if you're the guy that has DeAndre Hopkins and you're one and four or and five, I'm sorry. You need to win this week. <laughs> oh, do you have him in um, Elijah yeah. Mitchell? Elijah League. You can't wait another week or two. You have to make the move now. Right, and that that was the deal I brought to you, Craig. You're you're what four and one. I'm right. one and four, and I said I'm trying to move Damian Harris and Elijah Mitchell in a package. Can I grab X, Y, and Z? And you said, "Ha we're playing each other this week, you <laughs> stupid idiot! Look at the fucking <laughs> schedule." And I was like, "Ah, oh, god, dang it!" But that's the that's the deal, right? You package these guys that cannot help you now that may be able to package and help a guy who's a playoff contender already. If you're five and no. I'd love to sell you Damian Harris and Elijah Mitchell, fortify your playoff position and your playoff run. And I'll take the guys that are probably going to be on your bench, but can help me now. Or yep, even, you know, your, your flex play, your wide receiver three, something like that. And you're exactly, I think it's, I think it's telling that we're all starting from perspective of being the lowest in the league, but sometimes you are a top of the league. And if you're a top, you should be doing the same opposite thing too. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All yep. right. Oh, so, the, the uh, offers I've received, let me tell you, <laughs> <laughs> the vultures are circling. But, but everyone, everyone in every, every league dynasty and redraft should know exactly where DeAndre Hopkins is and be targeting yeah. him. It, like depending on your spot. Yeah. Yeah, he's on Mango's team at three and two, and I couldn't snipe him. But that that was the guy I looked at. I was like, listen, I'll eat one more loss this week, and then next week I'm looking pretty. Uh, Tom sent me A-Rob for Keenan Allen, so that'll give you the idea of what people think they can <laughs> steal from you. When... <laughs> and we're like... supposed to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> we have a podcast together, and the guy sends me A-Rob for Keenan Allen. But, no, I mean, that that, that shows you the position that people think you're in. But – one of the other things I like to always bring up is the reason that you do a punishment for your last place team is so I don't take Allen Robinson for Keenan Allen. Like if I do that deal, I'm almost reconciling myself to finishing in last place. And if there's no punishment, why would I give a crap? But if there is, I know that I don't want to eat a Carolina Reaper pepper. I know that I don't want to go on stage and do comedy for a half an hour. I know that I don't want to eat 24 hot dogs in 24 hours. Like that's the <laughs> stuff that keeps you from just giving up and, you know, mail it in the rest of the year. So if you don't have a punishment in your league for last place, you need to. Yeah. And I feel like in all the leagues that we're in, if you're in last place, you're not going to be throwing in the towel at all. Cause you just, coming in ninth out of 10th, no one's going to know that coming in last place. They'll always remember that. <laughs> yep. Like, yeah. One year later, nobody remembers you came in ninth. Yeah. But everybody knows. That Dude, I, was the mid- I was in the middle of the pack. It doesn't matter. I was, I was right there. Yeah. Right on the cusp. Just miss. Just miss. Bottom half of middle. All right. Uh, let's get in the news. Uh, Devontae Adams, like we talked about before, he's charged with a misdemeanor assault. Um, sure everyone Ridiculous. saw the the replay where the guy just pretty much got in the way poor guy <laughs> adams <Stop> was <laughs> pissed because they went for two and he knew it was the the worst call in the world and he pushed the guy he should he should have been standing there so i don't know if you saw golden tate came out with a screenshot of his playbook from what they used to call when they ran this offense 
And Devontae Adams is the guy who ran the wrong route. He ran into Hunter Renfro. Yeah, he was supposed, um, to, he was supposed to have outside leverage and outside release, and he yep. did not do that. So Devontae Adams is probably – he knows it. I mean, he's not stupid. He knows that he ran the wrong route, and he's pissed. He's in his own feelings about it. And an innocent bystander, innocent employee walks past him at the wrong second and cut, you know, cut the brunt of it. Now, do I think that there should be charges filed? No. Do I think that there's anything wrong with Devonta Adams lighting up a guy who runs in front of him? Not really. The guy's kind of sort of still on the field. Uh, so I don't have a lot of sympathy for him, but the guy's doing his job. Should, should, should there, should there, should there have been a fine? Yes. Should I the fine have gone directly into that dude's pocket? Yes. But like charges, <laughs> give me a fucking break. <laughs> Kind of also ran into Devontae Adams. Like Devontae Adams' shove was like the the part everyone's focusing on, but he did totally step on his toes. Like he was in his way. <laughs> yeah, if you see that angle that's from behind Devontae Adams, it this looks a absurd. lot more innocuous. You guys are being absolutely absurd here. Devontae Adams is a <laughs> fucking adult. You should act like an adult. He's a professional. He's wearing the shield on his goddamn jersey. You cannot just go around assaulting people. This is not <laughs> that guy was doing his job. Oh, hold what, on. What do you hold want on. You to want do? to say hold on, you want to say assaulting people. We talk about assault. That's just the assumption that there is a potential for physical danger to become you. Which that guy running directly in front of Devontae Adams, okay, he's not right. looking up, is assault. So they're right. By, 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 by splitting hairs. So, he's, yeah, he battered him then, right? Because there you go. So they should be trading soul. off yeah. assault versus battery, and they should both yeah. be dismissed in the case and moving on. And they should be lo- lo- levying a heavy think, fine against Devontae Adams of $100,000 and should go in that guy's pocket and call it that. Yeah. I mean, end I of the day. I think uh, the NFL has to suspend him for at least the game. And if they don't, I think. Well, here's the thing, though. You I, to, it's on national. It's a nationally televised game. This was not something that we're waiting for footage from an elevator to come out two years later. It's there. If they're going to suspend him, it would have happened immediately. But they do have a bye week. They have a bye week, so they can wait, wait a little they, bit. They would come out right away. It's a PR nightmare already. This dude is essentially an NFL employee. I mean, he's a freelance photographer, so he's not really. He's a, he's a, a subcontractor, but... More or less, he's an NFL employee. So I'm shocked that it got to the point where they even let him file charges. Like, they didn't grab him, throw oh, him in the NFL's room, and say, we're going to take care of you. Casey, okay, how about, in the division, what? Casey said, no, you're, you're pressing charges. So <laughs> we, sit, we sit here and we talk <laughs> about true. NFL players like they're not humans, guys. If any of you walked out of a meeting and pushed one of your coworkers over to the ground, I don't think you get fined for it. I think you get fired for it. Well, you can't it, do that. <laughs> is it Bill from HR? Then that's a different yeah. story. No one likes Bill. Pretty yeah. regular occurrence in my office. Never had an issue. <laughs> I, I mean, I will say too, I don't have like a hundred million dollars in dead cap for the company if they let me go. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I mean, um, I think at the end of the day, we, no, can, I, I agree we with you. all agree. It's, it's clearly uh, uh, an overstep of what he should be doing to any other human being in the world. I love when Dallas freezes. Dude, I fucking oh, I can't stand it. So, so it's definitely an overstep say- of what he should be doing to any other human being, but it's not like this agreed. Again, let's just circle back to the NFL as a whole. We've seen women get kicked in the face while they're down two games. We're gonna suspend them a game for gently shoving another male that happened to fall over. Right. I have I have a a consistency issue, but I've had a consistency issue with the NFL for about 20 years now. So yeah. we can't start here. Well, not only that, it's like the NFL needs to have real punishments for these players. Otherwise nothing will change. And like, just because right. they under punish one player doesn't mean that they shouldn't probably punish Devontae Adams for battering right. an innocent bystander. Yeah. Cause <laughs> I just, I really thought the guy would be happy with a fine that went straight in his pocket. And I think, I right. still think he would be, I, I do think, think he that will. This, I think that this lawsuit is an attempt to extort money from Devonte Adams. Not extort because he was clearly attacked, right? Got gotcha, you for though. lack of a better term. But but it got gotcha. you exactly. Uh, it's just you did it. That, pay up. How many lawyers were watching that game and were like, "Get that, <laughs> get that guy's number." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pro bono, pro bono. <laughs> exactly, and, and and it's a payday. And that yeah. guy knows it's a payday. We know it's a payday. Everybody in the NFL knows for it's sure. a payday. But you still can't do it. Like, and I, I don't right. want to come off as the guy that's saying that you can do this kind of thing because it's not acceptable to just hammer yeah. people, whether they're in your way or they're not. But I wish charges are yeah, a little fucked. It's a little wrong. 
I mean, I'm, I'm just not a litigious person. I think the, the the way that this country has gone is a little litigious. Could oh you, man, it's the worst. It was a female photographer. Done out for the year. Oh, but oh, here's the yeah. thing, though. There, there's, there's the problem right there, right? We all claim to be feminists and we want to back the woman cause. But the second that it's a woman, I want that lady to get a bazillion dollars instantly. Charge them with anything you want because it's fucked up. But that's inherently unfeminist of me. They should treat them equally. But I don't. That is so the wrong way to use feminism. It's I don't I can't even get into that because we're on a football <laughs> podcast, but we could take that one offline. We we have it really it really is though. So so inherently you should treat them one hundred percent the same. But I don't. But I wouldn't. Yet. But no, I wouldn't. Yeah, we haven't gone into very much feminism. <laughs> All right, so I think we should probably move on. I think we could talk about this for a long time. Um, you can get on our um. We- we our, came, we came our boys versus girls podcast that that's, yeah, that airs Corey. tomorrow. <laughs> I, have, I, I do have a major in English with a uh, degree in feminism, so count it. I win. <laughs> Damn it! All right. Well, know who, <laughs> know who doesn't win is Marlon Mack, released by the Niners. Um, this poor guy uh, can't get a shot just to get back. I did in the not field. know that Marlon Mack was on the Niners. <laughs> oh. I, I didn't know that he was bad because I think he had a shot at the starting job for the Texans beginning of the year and now he's just gone through three teams and i, I thought that he would back up jonathan week. taylor i thought he would start for the texans i thought i still think he's a decent running back and we've seen james robinson come back off the achilles so it can't be purely injury related i think i said earlier in the season i thought it might have been an attitude thing like he thinks that he's still a starting running back maybe he carries himself like that i don't know that's speculation i can't put myself in in, in a position of knowledge there but like there has to be something because when we last saw him play, he was starting running back caliber for the Indianapolis Colts. And then we saw him come back and he was, and he was, he was fine in, in relief of JT. And then we've never seen him again. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know why, you know, maybe it's just the Achilles. Maybe he can't pass a physical, maybe whatever it is, but I'm at a loss. I don't, I don't I think, think that he's degraded in talent that far, but maybe he has. I think like at this point in the season, some of these cuts you get are just purely conditioning cuts too. Like if you're not conditioned and you can't make it through practice or or like you're continuously leaving practice, I think that really hurts these guys. It's like something that we don't think about from playing fancy and just watching the games, but these guys practice really hard all week. So what we don't see is that in practice stuff, their work ethic, their ability to talk to their coaches and their players and just their general overall conditioning. And like we we only hear when guys are grossly out of shape coming into camp, but we don't hear about these in-season signings where they bring them in. They're like, oh, crap, this guy can't he can't keep up with practice. Like we can't have him dressed on the game. We can't rely on this guy. I think you hit it perfectly, too. I Like when you said um, conditioning, I immediately thought what you then said right after work ethic. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Like. If he thinks, again, I, I mentioned that he treats himself as a starting caliber player. We don't know that he's just not out there going through the motions, half-assing it, and the coaches go, we don't want this guy. He's not going to make a, a tackle on special teams. He's not even going to play special teams because he won't do it. So we'd rather have the some guy we pick up the scrap heap that's going to go out and play their balls off the day we elevate him from practice squad to well, active roster. Well, getting right into the next thing, Tevin Coleman's now signed to the active roster. A well, guy that uh, we know you love Tevin Coleman, <laughs> not for the right reasons, mind you, but um, <laughs> no, but, but, but like a guy that's probably has stayed in shape all season after being cut by the Jets. He comes in, you know, he, he's played with Jimmy Garoppolo before. I'm sure Jimmy's like, hey, I, I kind of want this guy here. You know, I play with him for the last like, like three out of four years. He comes in in shape. Great work ethic. Marlon Mack. Bye. Makes yeah. makes a lot of sense. So, Tevin Coleman, uh, pick him up, spend all your fab on him. He's he's gonna be legit. I'm kidding. Uh, Scott Skylar Thompson's going to start, and I know you're thinking, who the fuck is Skylar Thompson? He's a quarterback for the Miami Dolphins with uh, Bridgewater and Tua in concussion protocol. Still, he will get the start. He had a decent yeah. preseason, so we'll see. What pick? What what round was he? Four, five, six, seven. You're the draft guy. You're asking too much at that point. There's only there's only running backs, wide receivers, and the rest is hazy. First round quarterbacks. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um I'll well, he's skip a 25 to... year old rookie who's 6'2, 219. So I'm gonna go ahead and assume he was a millionth round pick. 
Probably. Um, Derek's having something, but before that, Nikhil Harry is off the IR. Time to hit for him to shine. Healthy scratch for the game tonight. Um, he says he's circling the game in week seven against New England. It's his big, uh, <laughs> oh, his, God. his big oh, return. And I cannot played. wait to I see us fucking destroy him because we know how he plays. Hey, he's just so just guard him one on one. He's no separation. Put, put Jalen Mills on him the whole game. That way he doesn't have to guard anyone else. If he plays, I'm really if worried about him him getting those down blocks on our safeties. You know, know. Game. yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so funny. Um, and then uh, uh, talk about a revenge game. I finally won't pick a start yeah, exactly. for exactly. <laughs> like we all love the revenge game thing. Oh, it's cool. Nicola Harry. I'm like, oh shit, that's he. He was a Patriot. We all Honestly, remember it. It sucked. If it's wait, a revenge game for anyone, it's for Bill Belichick on Nikhil Harry. Yes, <laughs> yes that's yeah. exactly what it is. You fucker! I, I drafted the first round. You piece of shit. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. That's my start of the week. Is Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. Um, which one of you scumbags put this next one in, by the way? <laughs> still not found. What? Well, let's do the PJ Walker one first. Is that the one? Or do you think what the Will well, Fuller we one? We don't have to go back to the other one because it's not relevant. P- PJ Walker started for the Panthers. It can't get no, worse than Will Baker. Fuller, Will Fuller not found. That's oh. what happened. Oh, not found, yeah. Amber alert on Will Fuller. Yeah. Amber alert. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's they, they, we, they launched that about 18 months ago and nobody's <laughs> seen him since. I know, like he's he's probably with the Monday Night Football uh, cat from two two years ago. It woke me up at five a.m. when my phone went off, fucking fifteen times in a row for the goddamn Amber Alert, as if I can do anything about Dow's it. Dow's was question: You're paying this man fifteen bucks a year for four years in dynasty. Where is it? You know where he is. I don't know, man. You're spending the most money on. Uh, I said he's in my fucking ever. trunk in pieces. Uh, you uh, owe me by a dollar that year. Thank you. You scum. <laughs> all right. Um, a few injuries. Um, not going to get to all the limited stuff because we we that's a lot. We didn't go back to PJ Walker starting. Oh, yeah. PJ Walker starting. PJ Walker starting. So maybe some receivers have value. Probably not. <laughs> so the funniest thing about PJ Walker starting is that he was really on Carolina because Matt Rule was his coach at Temple. And now Matt Rule is fired and PJ Walker is starting. <laughs> that's the best <laughs> take <laughs> this week for PJ Walker. And all I've heard about... <laughs> Um, Sam Darnold, for that matter, is that he's nowhere close to being ready. So yeah, I don't get what he did. Like <laughs> I thought it was a high ankle, ankle and, and I thought it was a high <laughs> ankle, and and Mac Jones is about to miss a week and a half off of a high ankle. So I'm not I mean, sure. He must have tore ligaments in it, and maybe had a setback or something. But has to be some sort of structural component. Yeah, the Even take like here a, is a, a Carolina fracture of some sort. Carolina won't have a real quarterback for the entirety of the season mm-hmm. that being said pj walker five of six or 60 yards last week in relief of baker again which is it, way better than baker did. Worse. so it it's worse. not worse at the very yeah. least it's the same and you're trying to maybe, talk it up because of dj maybe, Moore. <laughs> just, maybe just maybe he looks at dj Moore because dj Moore is freaking really good at football yeah he's like a talented player to you know does, does well with the ball it probably and... only just ends up in christian mccaffrey's hands let's be realistic about it but whatever um, a few limited players this week, Damian Harris and Mac Jones. Um, Pats have done this all year, limited. They're not fucking playing. There's no way in hell they're playing. It's just Bill being a dick. So if you're getting excited because you have Damian and you're like, oh, cool, he's going to play. He's not. Mac Jones is not going to play either. So I a million percent agree on Damian Harris. He's not playing. Mac Jones. I'm, you I'm, think I'm, Mac Jones is going to play? He actually practiced today, like limited, but he did what? quarterback drills like he was on the field in front of Bailey's okay. after throwing to the first team, which is those would be the third week. So he would be out two weeks if he plays today, <laughs> which is this way Sunday. faster than we thought. But I, I million percent agree on Damon Harris. Damon Harris, we already were told they're gonna miss multiple weeks. I believe that to be true. Hamstring running back, yada yada yada. Mac, I think it's a true question. Well, I think he'll be a game time, he'll he'll test it out, but. Could go either way. But the, the, one of the big things, Bailey Zappi has not been bad by any means. So why rush him back? There's based on Cle- the Pats schedule. It's the Pats schedule that I think that they'd want Mac back for because they could rip off four wins kind of pretty easily if they get decent quarterback play. Yep. So Cleveland I, Bears next two weeks. 
And this could be one of those situations too, where Bailey starts and Mac, they just dress as an emergency quarterback. And if Bailey yeah. goes down, sure. You've got Mac at 50% ready to go. Right. Yeah. Good call. Gilbert grapes. Not going to be your guy. He can't win. You. He can't Gilbert. win you a game. I it's love like, that he's what? still in the NFL. It's, he's on the Pats now. So it's even funnier. What's he in that guy? Am I right? <laughs> uh, and then another limited that, I mean, Craig, I, I think you talk about this more. I don't know if you've read more of being a Dak owner, but Dak's limited with, a, th- of course, the thumb. Do, do you think he plays? Not this week, no. I think they already said that they're going to plan on Cooper Rush. I think what okay. was surprising is that they have him limited the last two days, and on all platforms, he went from out to questionable. So it seemed like, oh, maybe he plays. I would think that it would be a big surprise to everyone if he does play I, I think that it's more um he's going to be ready by next week i think that like re- realistically he will play next week with i mean with, uh, how he's being same exact out. comment right like cooper rush has not been bad why rush Dak back you saw what yeah. happened when they rushed Ru- russell wilson back last year he was ineffective oh he just sucks bring- when they bring Dak back, please run the same offense that they're running for Cooper Rush right now, <laughs> yeah. please. Yes. Right. Simplify it for Dak. He's not a hero. I What's, mean, it's, it's a safe for simple. No. Like, play your offense. Don't make Dak risk the ball. Like, don't risk possessions. Don't take those chances. Right. And you see Dak, he does it all the time. And maybe that's him. Maybe it's not the offense. Maybe it's just him. Maybe that's why he is the problem. But if you could get in his head and say, play this game like Cooper rushes conservatively, they'll win more games. hundred percent. That defense is elite. I think it's a lot of the play calling and actually just to circle back to our Mac Jones talk, but like when Mac Jones is back, run this, do the same stuff that you've been doing for Zappy too. Like simplify simplify it for Mac too. Like, like I don't get why like good offensive coordinators just get in their head sometimes to try to make their quarterbacks play hero. Like you don't have Mahomes. Quit, quit calling the game like you got him. Continuing right. to use the tight the the same thing as they did last year, and they did well with Hunter Henry, okay. Jacoby Myers, the freaking seam. Like that's like what they did last year. They're doing with Zappy as a safe play, and it's working. And you run game I, more. Like I want to say, I a million percent agree with you. Said I also do for the Mac side at least of things. Want to say the defenses that Zappy has faced, thankfully, have not been as good as the defense's Mac faced a couple the first couple weeks. So I do think he could have done better zappy level quarterback play against them. But you're but you're not wrong at all. I mean if you put Mac in and call the exact same game, Mac makes probably a couple slightly better throws and <laughs> we're you can't complain about a 29 nothing win against Detroit. There's not really much oh we could have won 33 nothing. Whoop de do. But <laughs> right. like you know the game could have gone a little bit more smoothly. I think there was a throw. I, I, I criticized Zappy over the week before where he hit Nelson Aguilar on a, a deep out route and he hit him maybe a yard behind where he should have thrown the ball. I think Mac makes that throw in stride and Aguilar scores a touchdown versus a field goal. But right again, like you're, like you're saying, I, 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 I agree. Like don't overcomplicate the game when you don't need to let yep. the defense carry it too. The, the Pats defense has not been bad as they continue to add, uh, you know, healthy linebackers back with some more speed and signing Jamie Collins for for some reason, but he played for the fifth of oh, <laughs> his, his last fourth time? Stead. Yeah, uh, we'll see what he still has left. But Raquan McMillan looked fantastic for the page. I don't want to make this a Patriots defense podcast, but well, we can. Great. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we probably shouldn't. He did. Um, That's what yeah. they've been lacking for years: a speed at linebacker. So let's get to the do not did not practice um, as of today. We're, Rashad Bateman once again foot he missed last week, um, so he's been he's, out for the last week and a half. He's you not, see the Ravens he's, miss he's that. Out. You the Ravens miss him big time. I mean, oh, Mark yeah. Andrews is great. Duvernay stepped up. Proche. Like, you can see it. <laughs> I can't say his full name. Proche. But uh, yeah, no. So Bateman's definitely not going to play. He hasn't practiced in two weeks. So I mean, we're talking. You'd have to have Friday like, not even on the sideline too. Like should Friday be well rested then. A, um, walkthrough. Uh, so that's he's not gonna play, right? Okay. Uh, and again, Saints. Um, I know that uh, Winston was limited, but Jarvis Landry and MT Michael Thomas did not practice once again. 
I found the Landry one a little interesting because I thought he was limited last week before he got he the... He was. Yeah. He was limited last week, and now he's and then never yeah, rest, apparently. So, so it's a late-week injury last week that's lingering on to this week. And then, of and course, then MT's non-issue foot issue has kept him out for now, looking like two and a half, two and a half years. Years. At this point, if you have a DNP on Thursday, it, it, it looks bad. Unless unless you're a veteran who has a normal Wednesday and Thursday uh, regular scheduled rest day. Yeah, so they're probably likely not going to play again. Uh, and to the Cardinals, likely not going to play. James Conner and Daryl Williams, they're likely out. Daryl's definitely out. James Conner's leaning towards being out. Eden Benjamin takes a massive step up. Yeah, that's a big know. one. Yep. Yeah, that was a big, big way to get his first start. This week. Yep. And, yeah, Eno um, should be the guy. But he wasn't necessarily efficient though in his in his last uh, outing and relief of James Conner. So uh, well, he's a starting um, running back, and a lot of people need those. If he no, gets 10 carries, I just, I just wanted to <laughs> I wanted to parlay that into Keontae Ingram should should have been a larger pickup than he was this week. You did oh, not. We'll see get his. to your dart throw. <laughs> you have not seen his ownership jump as much as you should have. Is is my point? That's yeah, that fair. Tyson Williams, um, Corey Clement, though. I don't know if it matters because Rodgers did, doesn't really like him, but Christian Watson, Hammy did not practice today, but he's been more involved in the offense, especially in the running game too. But he had, he did not practice. Um, more importantly, Craig can take this one. T. Higgins with an ankle. This is the most fucked up one. I think that everyone is going to be frustrated because you have the guy that had the ankle injury happen, and it was pr- prime time, uh, play the rest of the game two weeks ago, come out, play 12 snaps or something like that, or it was 12% of snaps, whatever, then not play the rest of the game. Whoa, 16. Start, I think he had, like, a. I thought I heard that he had a limited practice on Wednesday and now a, D, uh, a DNP on Thursday. So at this point, sit the guy. Don't tell me he's going to play and not play him. Sit him. Get get him healthy, whatever. Um, it's just I, I hate when teams dress a guy to not play him. I hate that so much. I hate it for football. I hate it for fantasy. Both 50 50 50. It's terrible. 10 percent America. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't that went over my head. <laughs> um, and and also, and, I mean, he shouldn't be on rosters anyways, but Julio Jones with a knee, uh, did not practice. He's had a hammy injury, knee injury. When is like, when is he hanging up? Like, this I don't year, know. After he made, it, he year. made it past week one this year. It's he true. was the fastest player in the NFL in week one. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, he, ran, crazy. he ran so fast, he hurt his knee. Like, what are you paying him? I'm not paying him anything. No, Carves is paying him. <laughs> that's another, yeah. that's an, another guy. Carves is paying him 25 bucks for So when is who was Hulu eventually just be like, you know what? I can't do it anymore. I, I would guess play. the end of this year. If, oh, yeah. if Maybe week eight. He'll be, no, he, no, won't, no. he won't do it midseason. Hear me he has out. Too much it will he be plays funny. a playoff game. He wants, he wants a ring. That's why he went to Tom Brady. It's just funny. If Giselle, he could, he could not Giselle play Cole Beasley, if they, and Julio leave Tom Bowl. Brady in a month, that would be hilarious. <laughs> that's, that's the if they win the Super Bowl, though, he still gets a ring. He he doesn't care. He's sticking around. He won't miss the ring. Yeah, he's, he's pulling a LeSean McCoy. Uh, I don't know. I have this in here. Kenny Galladay mispracticed again with the knee. Kadarius Tony again mispracticed with a, a hammy. We haven't seen Tony since in week one. We haven't seen Kenny Galladay in two and a half years. These so, are phantom injuries. These yeah. are these are we do not want them on our team injuries. Oh, I don't. I don't. I fully disagree with that about Tony. But yeah, Tony, yeah, I, well, I would. They did Tony. try. They did try I, to trade him. I know. Bad. I know. I have heard m- multiple reports of his attitude. So, oh, yeah, I know. And they actually, but they pulled him into the fold earlier or later in preseason. And he's been hurt since he had a different injury and then hurt his hammy while he's rehabbing. But I think, like, one, beggars can't be choosers. At least Kenny Galladay is not good. Tony would give them pop on offense. I think Dave all could use him. He's like, their best. I think I'm sure they're a receiver by far. I'm not saying it's quite the, the length that it has been with Galladay, but, um, but I, I do know that it's there's a little bit of give and take there. 
Well, with, with Galladay, we heard those reports. He cleaned out his locker, yada, yada. He's all disgruntled. He hasn't played since. He didn't make the trip to London. On the flip side, we saw Tony on the sideline cheering his team on, like seemed engaged, seemed like he's you know, at least making an effort to be a team player. So uh, the Galladay thing, whether he's hurt or not, I think they just don't want to play him. He sucks. Uh, Tony is a legit athlete. I, I want to add to this. Wondell Robinson appears to be on the up and up. They're saying again, they've said this the last two weeks, that he's trending towards playing. Eventually, one of these weeks, he has to play. Uh, whatever week that is, I will not take a wait-and-see approach on Wondell Robinson. I will put him in my lineup whatever week he's finally active because especially they're, if, they're so hurting for a wide receiver. If Tony's still out that week that Robinson yeah. c- comes back, he he's the clear-cut number one there. And it, it, Even if he's limited, I, I don't care. Right. Uh, and then the next two, we can kind of skip over Baker and Teddy Bridgewater. We talked about that in the news above. So, starts and sits. Starts and sits. Derek, um, I you put this in. I gave you a ten minute warning. So, um, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> wow, Good. and I'm I'm shocked to see you went with rip rip through all of the starts. Is that the game plan? And then all sits or start and sit at the same. Yeah, time? like start and then we'll wrap back around and do sit. Okay. Yeah. My start of the week is MBS. And I think MBS has been clearly visually the best wide receiver on the team. I think he has the best pop when you watch him play. I think Juju looks really slow. He had led all wide receivers in snap count up until last week. Juju had four more snaps than him last week. So it was still, you know, very close. They both were in the 80% percentile of, of, um, of snaps played. I just think that there is going to be a breakout game from one of these wide receivers. And I think it's going to be MBS. They have now five weeks of rapport under their, you know, in like practice, you know, through camp and now through five weeks. I just think that there is going to be a juice wide receiver that has to finish inside like the top 18 at wide receiver, top 20 at wide receiver. And I just think MBS is the best bet on it. So like, I think that if you're in a deeper league and MBS is on your bench, maybe, or maybe you have a buy, right. And you and you need someone to fill in there. I think MBS is fully start. I think his floor is like six points, which isn't the worst for, you know, by week filler or start and flex. Um, so like, I think he has a low floor. He's gotten catches every game. So that's my start of the week. Um, I'm not saying that he's going to go and win the week for you. I'm just saying if you need a guy and you're looking on your bench or maybe even the waiver wires in some of these leagues, like go pick up MBS. Yeah. With the caveat that he's your flex start of the week, I, I can get a lot more on board. Um, but I, when I immediately viewed it, I assumed you meant like, you know, starting wide receiver one, two upside. And I was like, eh, against Buffalo, I'm not really sure, but flex sure. Sure. hundred percent. They're high powered well, offense. My pick against them. High-powered offense against another high-powered offense. And, I think that there's and like you said, I mean, right. and, and like you said, he's the clear best receiver in the room. I mean, you can make a McCole Hardman case. I'll hear it. I won't believe it, but I'll hear it. But I wouldn't hear a Juju case. Um, no. I wouldn't hear any other wide receiver on the team's case. So yeah. um, I, I, I agree a million percent. Craig, All right, I, so- I got to play him a, a few leagues too. So l- let's go. <laughs> Start my lead in over again. Uh, I got J.K. Dobbins uh, as my start this week. Uh, I hardly ever pick running back, but uh, this is going to be the one that I'm going to go with. I like what I mean. He's kind of slowly gotten onto the fantasy season, uh, you know, scene this year. He he started off with six fantasy points, didn't really seem like much against New England. Buffalo, he had a crazy game. He had two touchdowns in that game. And then last uh, week against Cincinnati, he had a tough one. Cincinnati's been stopping a lot of the, the running backs this season for whatever reason. Um, so it's kind of been a tough go of it. Uh, but those two touchdowns against Buffalo are telling. It means that they, in a high-scoring game, they're looking for their high-producing or high-talented players. Um, and so in this one, uh, I have them uh, going up against – excuse me, i got to pull that up again – uh, the Giants, where I feel that they're going to be in a little bit of a, a – I don't know. I just kind of feel like it's a high-scoring game. So the Giants have allowed 114 rushing yards per game, which is good for top 10 in the league. Um, but they have not allowed many, very many touchdowns. And I feel like that's a little bit of a fluky number. 
um, because of the, some of the teams that they've played. And, and those are for rushing touchdowns. So I think this week with, again, Rashad Bateman out, they are going to look for getting their touchdown numbers to their most talented players again. And that uh, being Lamar Jackson and and J.K. Dobbins, uh, well, outside of Mark Andrews, uh, you know, obviously. But um, I feel like a, a lot of what the game plan has to be against the Giants is is running. You know, Dobbins is there, Hill is out, Gus Edwards hasn't come back yet. Um, oh, Hill's out too. That's right. That's good. And that's then good um, I don't know. Maybe they may they may have Kenyon Drake play this week, but they've been sitting him. So it's, it's really going to be like the Dobbins show in the backfield this week. I think it's a matter of time before JK Dobbins bust out. I think that they've been really slow rolling him out there. I think like now a few weeks into the season, like the Ravens need a running game outside of Lamar. The offense feels like it doesn't have a den- an, an identity outside of Lamar too. So like, if they can get J.K. Dobbins going, this offense goes from being scary to downright unstoppable. And, like, they need that so badly, I feel like. I feel like last week, their game, it was the Dolphins, right? It was just, like, the... Cincy. Oh, Cincy, sorry. It was mm-hmm. Cincy. And it felt like both of those offenses just didn't have an identity. They didn't know exactly who they were, right? So, like, it's like, if they want to go and they want to come close to, like, breaking rushing records again because Lamar's running the ball so well, they need to run. I just, I just think it's like both sides of this, this game is going to be just rushing. Like I think say, uh, there's not going to be much in the air for the Giants, and I think there's just going to be a lot uh, from Saquon and then Dobbins. I think they're just going to be trading off like big spurt running plays on both sides. All right, word. I'm going to move on into my start of the week. Then I've got Jacoby Myers, uh, Patriots wide receiver. Which is a rare pick for me. I, I, if we went all the way back into the beginning of time, I would guess I haven't picked a lot of Patriots wide receivers uh, from my start of the week. But Myers has really earned it. If you look at him, he's missed two games. But if you look at him from a points per game standpoint, which it's a little early to do that, but he'd be wide receiver 11. And he's averaging nine targets a game, which is really all you want to see out of any receiver really, but especially a Patriots wide receiver to get that much of a focus in the offense out of new England is, is kind of rare. It's Julian Edelman esque, and we saw what he did for, for years and years. So I think one of the benefits this week is he goes a bit up against Cleveland. And for some reason, teams have continued to put their best cornerback on Devonte Parker uh, pretty regularly. So if Denzel Ward ends up on Parker, you're looking at Martin Emerson, lined up against um, Jacoby Myers or maybe Grant Delpit or or somebody else like that, which is a person that Jacoby Myers should be able to kind of abuse in in coverage. So I like the, the game, the situation, the matchup, and then the role that he showed this season uh, to put him square in, in startable wide receiver one territory for your fantasy output this week. I think it's very, very realistic to see him score 15 points. And I, I think anything under that, I'd be a little bit surprised no matter whether that's Zappy or Mac Jones, I think if it's it's Zappy, we saw what he did last week. He put up 20 points, kind of bolstered by the touchdown, but still a lot of yardage and a lot of receptions. If it's Mac Jones, I'm choosing to think even better if it's Mac Jones. So um Jacoby Myers, yeah, start him this week. I think I think he's a fantastic wide receiver, one whose start percentage is sub 50%. It's a little weird given the output he's shown this season when he was on the field. Yeah, I mean, he looks the past look better with him on the field. So it's a good start. No um, mine is a massive revenge game. Melvin Gordon <laughs> going against the Chargers. I'm done. I mean, I this is a guy that was almost losing the second fiddle to Javante because of his fumbling issues. Javante goes down for the year. He gets another shot. Didn't have a great game last week, but it was a tough, you know, tough matchup. The Chargers are the worst team in the in the NFL against the run. It's the best thing they, on paper. They have, I think, like they have been one of the worst run defenses in over like the last three years, and it's like they legitimately just beg you to run on them. Yeah, and Bose is gone too for uh, ten weeks, I think, or until week ten. So I just think 
it's just like on paper it just makes so much sense so it's probably not gonna happen <laughs> but <laughs> I, if i have gordon any league i'm starting him without a doubt and i just hope he runs it right into their faces uh, i'll just get right into my sit then uh since i'm still on the clock james robinson's my sit um uh, we've seen the last two weeks he's his snap percentage is getting lower or etn's is getting higher i think we kind of th- thought this would happen i think etn's f- not taking over the backfield it's still gonna be a split backfield but i just think it's gonna be tough for james robinson to score fantasy points if he doesn't score touchdowns if you're not on the field that much you're not scoring the t- touchdowns that's pretty much it i think they face i didn't really look this up before you did this so um they face uh this indy now yes indy yeah so indy's middle of pack um as a defense against the run, but I just think it's more ETN time than James Robinson time. And more, if you didn't sell James Robinson yet, it's going to be too late after this week. Yeah, uh, I'm Dallas. shocked that I was going to say, I'm shocked that we have, we both have, uh, you know, decent running backs to sit this week, guys, that maybe we came into the season thinking we're both startable, especially with how rough the running back landscape has been. But I'm personally sitting Tony Pollard, which was a guy that, a lot of people made an argument for this offseason would overtake Zeke and a lot of, uh, you know, people were saying you should draft him in front of him and Zeke's on the downturn. And maybe that's true, but neither one of them has really come and seized the job. I mean, Tony Pollard is RB 25 right now and half PPR and Zeke is, I want to say RB 36. So you're looking like looking at that, you're like, Oh, that's an 11 position difference. Well, it's a 5.7 point difference. And that's all bolstered by the t- uh, the touchdown that Tony Pollard scored last week that Zeke didn't. So um, this week they both draw a matchup with Philly. And the reason I, I bring up both of them is because I know Craig's running back sit of the week as well was Ezekiel Elliott. So it's just another case of Philadelphia's defense against the run specifically. In general, they're fantastic. But against the run specifically, they're so good. You just You cannot risk starting running backs against them. It's the same way that we were with Tampa last year and the Rams uh, a year or uh, a year and actually two years in a row before this, they were just so good against running backs. So you could not risk run, uh, playing a running back against them because they're going to give you no more than five points. And this is the week where you just look at Dallas and go, it's not going to be Zeke. It's not going to be Tony Pollard. It's not going to be anybody in that backfield. Sit them down. If they win, it's going to be some other way. Maybe they get involved in the passing game. Maybe Tony Pollard catches a long touchdown. But I'm not banking my week on he happens to scamper and break three touch uh, three tackles like he did last week for his touchdown. So sit them both. There are better options out there. At RB25 and RB36, there are definitely definitely better options out there. So um, yeah, that's the long the long version of it. I was going to say the long and short of it, but that doesn't really make sense. Long story like short. Short story <laughs> long. True. Sure. My, my sit of the week, I've done the research. I've, I've dug into the stats. Drake London is a sit. Uh, he has two touchdowns on the season, and in those two weeks, separate weeks, uh, he's gone over 10 fantasy points every other week under 10 fantasy points uh, with a two-point performance and a five-point performance in there as well. Uh, this week against San Francisco, they have allowed two receiving touchdowns all season. So logic tells me that the touchdowns dependent Drake London is going to have a rough go of it this week. Kyle Pitts may play, might not. I don't know. Pretty sure he will. But uh, Marcus Mariota is also going to have a tough time against San Francisco. And I don't think that he's going to have much time um, in the pocket to even get it to Drake London somewhere in the red zone, which, again, San Francisco has. I think it's the best. Don't quote me on it. Uh, but they don't. They only have two receiving touchdowns, so it's definitely a top five red zone defense. Um, these are just the numbers, and this is what it tells me. He's not a he's not a yards guy. He's a touchdown guy. Hasn't gone over a hundred receiving yards. Only gone over seventy five twice. So this is where we're at with Drake London this week. And I'm and I'm practicing what I'm preaching. I'm sitting Drake London on one of my teams this week, and I'm playing actually uh, my one of my other starts instead, Adam Thielen. I'm sitting yeah. on two. Because of that. I mean, this, like, if you like defensive football at all, if you watch this 49ers defense, man, it is awesome. 
Yeah. <laughs> they they play zone defense better than any zone defense I've ever seen played. And they started, they did that in the playoffs last year too. And it's like, they're better this year. It's crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'd be worried for everyone in Atlanta this week. <laughs> That uh, leads me into uh, – I'm sitting nearly a whole team minus their first option, which is Cooper Cup. I'm sitting <laughs> sitting every Ram possible. Like, I just, like, until they can prove that they can block at all, Cam Akers is a sit, Matthew Stafford is a sit, Allen Robinson is maybe a white on fire. Like, I think, like, <laughs> when you see – when you see also Cooper Cup do really well and Allen Robinson not being able to do well – and like they're not being time. Matthew Stafford doesn't have time to get to a second read most of these times. Cups open, ball's getting to him. If not, plays dead. And like, man, they just like they're an offense that like McVay's had a top 10 offense every year. He's been in the league, and they're certainly not top 10, but like they're they might not hit top 10 this year. I don't know if they figure it out if they don't get something on offense and now offensive line, but like I, until further notice, I don't think you can start Stafford, Cam Akers, or Allen Robinson. So I think their sits not just for this week, but for going forward. I, I just don't know if you can trust them at all. Probably cuts soon too. I mean, Craig, I think been saying forever, like week five, six. This is what we, we know now. Like we've seen five to six weeks. Well, not six weeks, but five weeks. Agros been sucking. It's probably going to continue this the exact same way. Got to copy it at some point. I was yep. saying it starts and sits every single time. Like I may be quicker than others, but get your get your own uh, get your own opinions out of it. Facts are facts. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, Derek, do you want to go right into your, your sleeper? Yeah, I'll go right into my sleeper. So my sleeper is Rondale Moore. I don't know if he's a huge sleeper, just because he also had a big week last week. But what I love about watching, one, they play Seattle's defense. Seattle's defense is basically a JV high school defense masquerading in the NFL, <laughs> trying to catch up with teams. I don't, like, <laughs> if you want to see, like, um, some, like, like just poor defensive play, like, you can just go back to week four, I think it was, where the Lions played Seattle. But there's just no defense to be found. <laughs> like, and, like, uh, um Rondell Moore was getting force fed. I think he had like four screens last game. Like they want to get the ball in this guy's hands. And I think like with, with the way that this, this game is going to go, I don't see how either team doesn't score at least 24, 27 points. So like, I think you want to start a lot of people on Seattle and Arizona this week. And I think Rondell Moore coming back, being fully healthy again, looking super fast and wicked tiny, but I think he's really good too. I just think he's exciting when you see him catch a football. Yeah, I wish we could see him catch more football so we can actually get some points on my team. But <laughs> I'd love for this sleeper. I'd, I'd love for this sleeper uh, pick to hit because I, I have to play him this week. Is he my sleeper of the week? Sleeper of the week? Run him more. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to check. But oh, no, that was going. I'll go on mine. Uh, I, have, uh, I have Alec Pierce this week. Uh, you picked it up in waivers for a reason. Um, there's, it's a tough. I don't want to say tough. It's they're a decent defense. The Jaguars that the Colts are playing this week, and uh, it's a divisional game. I think they're going to be, you know, two teams that. I mean, Jaguars look a little bit better somehow than the Colts this year, but the Colts have been struggling. I think that both of them, both teams, are going to start um, getting creative and throwing out the book and. Alec Pierce has shown the last two weeks going over 80 receiving yards in each of the last two contests to be someone that they want to start to focus more on. And Ashton Doolin is no longer there. He's, he's not, he's not a part of it. He's got some, he had some outside work that Alec Pierce is now going to have by himself. Um, While Doolin did a little bit more on with what Pittman had um, in the game that they had previously played against the Jaguars and he received 80 um, yards. I expect some similarities in what Alec Pierce is going to be able to do. And I expect another good performance. So that that's, that's someone who, uh, again, you got off of waivers, need to need to put in a play, put in a flex, go after the guy that you, you went after this week. Alrighty. I'm going to take my sleeper of the week, Rashad white, uh, kind of, I don't know. I would say this is a little bit more of a hopeful sleeper year. You guys both had really good sleepers based on like facts and like probably their projected roles and whatnot. <laughs> I'm hoping that Tampa blows out 
uh, Pittsburgh like the Bills did last week. And if that is the case, I think Leonard Fournette sits down, he rests a little bit early, and then Rashad White sees a, a largely increased role. I think Rashad White is a fantastic uh, running back in the NFL. I think he has a lot of upside. I just think he's limited by Fournette's existence. And while that's going to last at least the rest of the year, despite Fournette maybe looking a little bit slower and a little bit less engaged than he may have in the past, a future player, Rashad White, is a fantastic pick. But for this week alone, I think just on the matchup, between the Bucks and the Steelers, you should have massive upside. I mean, receiving the ball, um, running after Fournette probably gets sat down late third quarter, uh, all of that combined into probably a realistic eight to 12 point output. And as we approach these, these bye weeks with a lot of these stud running backs out, you may be desperate to play a running back. If you really needed to take a sleeper this week, I think Rashad White is somebody that's definitely free in your league and could absolutely give you that 10 plus point output. I like him a lot. Um, I kind of went on the opposite side. I took a guy that was above the age of 24, <laughs> uh, age of, tw- of 32, uh, M- Marvin Jones, only eight years difference from these guys. He could um, be their dad. Probably more. But yeah. So um, Jones's son is Rashad White, but uh, Jones, <laughs> like, again, it's me. You've all heard heard me for the last three years. I love Marvin Jones. I usually hit on it. Um, this year has been hit on, hit, hit on him too. Yeah. Hit or miss. But um, <laughs> if you watch this guy play, if you watch any Jacksonville games, which I don't mind if you don't do it because it's not good, but this guy is still so fucking good. Like Zay Jones is fine too, but every time this guy gets thrown the ball, he just does so much with it. Seven catches, 104 yards last week, 11 targets. I know there's going to be ups and downs in Marvin's games, but they face Indy, who has been very good against the top wide receivers on the opposing team. He's not that. That's that's Christian Kirk. So if there's a week to have a flex fill-in, it's this week. I think he'll get a lot of targets like he did last week, close to seven to eight. Maybe give me six catches for 80 yards and hopefully a little, little TD, but that's a lot, kind of a lot to ask for. But Marvin Jones. He outsnapped. Um, he outsnapped Zay Jones last week too, and so Zay Jones was fully healthy, I think. And yep, I think it's just like with with that um with that offense, it's like any one of those three wide receivers will probably be have a good day. One of those three is gonna. Which one? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's just tough. To, it's exactly. it's tough to pick. And I, I'm again like I said, I'm hoping it's Jones this week, and then right. Zay Jones exactly. in week yeah. seven. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. You should have just wrote Jones in the in the sleeper and gave yourself a two out of three shot. Jones Jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. One's got a hit, right? <laughs> uh, I'll go into my dart throw since I was just talking, but this is a very big dart throw. It's Pierre Strong slash or Kevin Harris, depending who's the one that's actually active on game day. We may not find out who it is. You're not going to play any one of them, but with Damon... Harris out. Stevenson is in. There's got to be someone else. Um, at this point, it was, suddenly it's Kevin Harris who was signed from the practice squad to the active roster today. So if it is, um, I'm taking yeah, one of the two. Your, <laughs> I saw that in one too. of those standard 20 team leagues. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw that Kevin standard, Harris signing. Uh, <laughs> I was a little bit confused, but like I really thought it was going to be Pierre Strong, but. Well, Pierre's still on the roster. That's the only thing. Like he was yeah, a scratch, but he was on the roster. The like, Kevin Harris so. thing is it makes me so much more concerned, but emergency play, whatever. And I like to dress three running backs. Pick. I wouldn't mind Pierre Strong's fourth round pick. Yeah. I wouldn't mind Pierre seeing Strong's lightning fast. Greg, well. what's up? I, I haven't seen Kevin Harris play yet. So it'd be nice to see what he could do. There's also JJ Taylor is still in the practice squad. So he is. He was not called up yet. Yeah, <laughs> there's a very <laughs> large chance that he's the one that gets the call up and the only we have spent the ball. too much time on a guy that you're not going to start. So, uh, Dow's going to yours. <laughs> yeah, my dart throw is another guy who you're not going to start. Uh, Keontae Ingram. Oh, what team is he on? You probably don't know. He's on the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, again, James Conner, probably not going to play. I'd say it's very, very iffy. Daryl Williams, definitely not going to play. Eno Benjamin in line to be the backup. And then if all of that comes to fruition, Keontae Ingram is the guy who's going to back up Eno Benjamin. More than likely. If if that all works out as it's supposed to, Keontae Ingram gets his first NFL start. 
Hopefully he comes in a little bit hungry. Hopefully he comes in looking to be dynamic and earn a, you know, a, a larger role on the team going forward because he has been a healthy scratch every week this season. Um, if again, this is a large, if, if all of these things happen, there's a world in which he scores a few fantasy points. Maybe he scampers in for a touchdown. I doubt it, but if he does, he could be a solid dart throw. He's a guy that at least has some upside. If you're really, really down and out in a very, very deep league and you need to grab somebody who has upside, Ingram is definitely there for you. He's somebody that can fill that role. However, they did work out Tyson Williams and Corey Clement. I'm not sure if they signed either one, and both of those guys could end up on nah. the field. But I'm picking Keontae Ingram. He's my guy. I definitely won't start him this week because I don't have to. But if you're in bye week hell and all of your guys are out, go ahead and play him. He could score you a few points. Where the hell are your loyalties, guys? I'm starting my dart throw this week. I love this. <laughs> Pick this guy, but don't fucking start him. Don't do it. Uh, next two are a little I would normally never start a dart throw however I have told you at the top of the podcast what my team bye weeks look like so uh, I have literally Kenneth Walker and DJ Dallas playing in the same lineup this week because I don't know who's going to actually get most of the work I think it's going to be Kenneth Walker I just never know with Pete Carroll so I'm going to play with it and, you know, Travis Homer's gone, too. You know, we're, we're now down to Walker, Dallas, and maybe Tony Jones. So, going to throw both of them out there. Hope something sticks. But uh, I'm looking for my first start throw win. So, I think I think I actually I think I have a shot this week. Well, not with Derek's. Well, my, my dart throw is Joshua <laughs> Kelly, who is... Probably rostered probably a solid like 10, 15% more than all of these guys would be combined. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> and he's probably rostered because he's like a legit handcuff too. But I just think that Joshua Kelly has looked really good. And I just think that every team kind of needs a hammer back. And like, I know that they like to use Eckler at the goal line, but every once in a while, if you need to line it up tight, like, I just think that he's the guy that probably should go and run the ball. So, like, I just think that Joshua Kelly is good enough with the ball in his hands to kind of, you know, to do something. So if he can get, you know, eight carries, like maybe he pops one for you. Um, I know he had like 10, 10 carries last week. Do we want to, um, before we, before we end, do we want to do a quick, just like uh, check on the actual Thursday night game? Because there's 146 total passing yards and we're into the third quarter. So, yes. Yeah, so yeah, there's no touchdown again. I mean, this there's is zero. back weeks where there's no touchdown. So I, I saw this. I saw this. It's gone 40 consecutive offensive possessions. So the touchdown that's Thursday night football because of last week. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's, there's no field goals. There was all. No and the Bears were down week. on the one and it went for a fourth and one. After and Herbert's like, I brought you down nothing. here for a 64 yard run. Oh, I mean, not to mention that there was a wide open tight end for a touchdown. That Justin Fields overthrew. Dude, Justin Fields looks. Bad. I totally regret ever wanting him over matchups after what I've seen. <laughs> now, see, that's that's where I take issue. I think if you took Justin Fields and put him in the Patriots offense with that coaching system around him, he'd be doing all right. He could be doing just as well as Mac Jones, if not better. He could be doing worse too. Yeah. But I just think when you if you're taking you Mac Jones and put him on the Bears, Mac Jones would suck too. The Bears fucking suck. We Corey, have a defensive coordinator in a, in, a, in a special teams coach coaching our offense right now. We were very lucky to have Josh McDaniels for the one year. Right. With Adam, with Mac the, the first the first 100%. year to get Mac Jones in the rhythm. But if you took Mac and put him on the Bears, I think he looks just as shitty. They're asking Justin Fields to do a lot more stuff with a lot less talent around him. And the, and the Pats don't have a lot of talent at wide receiver, at least last year. They've, they have some more this year. But last year, they didn't have that much. And now we gave them our scraps and said, hey, <laughs> hey, definitely, running off with this guy. And Justin Fields, are you fucking kidding me? Oh. Yep. No. So, yep. <laughs> they yeah. said, are you fucking kidding me for sure? Yeah. But Justin Fields, I mean, <laughs> I, I just think he's getting the raw end of the stick. The, I thought, you know, Mitch Trubisky got the raw end of the stick being in oh, Chicago for years and years and years. And that's sure. But. Yeah, the actual, like, your franchise, your owner, and your head coach all matter if you're a quarterback and you're drafted yeah. to a franchise. And very few can, can like, very few have the talent to kind of outperform their system. Like, right. you, need, you need the people around you in the NFL. Like, like, 
Wait, like name Trevor some quarterbacks. Right. But name name quarterbacks who have gone into bad teams with bad ownership and uh, bad management and, and, and bad coaching for that matter. And somehow come out the other side. I think the, the list is probably pretty short and it's probably Deshaun Watson. And I think that might be it. And you could even argue uh, that Bill O'Brien's not oh, that bad of a coach. Ryan Tannehill. I think, yeah. He left Adam Gaze. <laughs> right, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Oh, right. He barely overcame one, that, right. and it required a trade. <laughs> yeah. And, we, yeah. and I just want to put <laughs> I'm not saying as much. I'm just saying. Hey, we could like we are we complain about about Patricia as our offensive coordinator, but the other choice was Gaze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if you remember back, oh, back to early, yeah. like they were like, maybe Adam Gase is our best shot. I remember hearing that, and I was like, gross. I was so pissed. I Go wanted Bill guys. O'Brien, though. Bill O'Brien was on the table. I still want Bill O'Brien. Yeah, the, the whole album. Yeah, there's, nice. there's a whole thing to that. There's a whole thing with that. Yeah. But there's like, there's so many quarterbacks across the league that like have just a ton of talent and just never found oh. the right coaching. So Vince young really never found the right coach and ownership group to bring him to success. And he was probably a generational talent that fell by the wayside. The, the NFL is a weird sport where so many things have to go right for you to succeed where like, I think that the best quarterback wide receiver defensive player ever has washed out of the NFL and we don't know their names. Like there's such a good chance of that happening. Like even like Darren Waller was almost out of the league just from yeah. outside stuff. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, Matt you know, Leinert, right? <laughs> if only he was a righty, you know, I was so big on Matt Leinert, dude. And his, Leinert, uh, right. and his friggin' his uh, wider series name. I can't remember. Like it's like Dwayne, Dwayne Jarrett, Dwayne Jarrett. That's Dwayne Jarrett. his name. And he was never anything. He was like a third stringer for the Panthers, never caught a ball in the NFL. And Matt Leinart was kind of a washout for the Cardinals. Ugh. Oh, well, I, love, I love that USC scored. team. I don't know if you did. He bobbed That's Anthony Pettis. Oh, no. Oh, he bobbled it. Anthony Pettis, the UFC fighter? It's 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 going to be close because there's a little bobble in the way. Well, it's still but a late hit anyways. But, um, they're, not re- they're not reviewing it, so you're good. How far behind are you guys? Are you not watching on Prime Video? I am watching on Prime, Prime Video. Video. They haven't kicked the field goal yet. I'm watching it on SpaceX, I think. Space, yeah, I have is the, it, is I have the that exact same set? feed that you're looking at right now. Oh, well, they're, uh, not, like, they're not reviewing the touchdown, I don't think, are they? I'm not listening uh, to it. Nope, just, nope. Now, now, see, now, right. um, Craig, what? take the listeners out. Oh, okay. We're, su- we're still potting, actually, yeah. <laughs> if you, <laughs> if you're listening, thank you for reaching to this point. <laughs> uh, we're Top Shelf Fantasy. Find us at topshelffantasy.com or at any social media platform. Top Shelf FNTSY. Uh, don't look at TikTok. It's terrible. Uh, stay fluent. Stay loose. Bye. Top Shelf Fantasy. Stay fluent. Stay loose. Thank you.